The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, there we have it. Our president advocating to the woes of the world. As we have the Ukrainian president marching out of his country, escaping, 15 to 20,000 Russians are coming onto the soil of Ukraine. It's an amazing thing our lady tells us about Jesus and common sense that people just don't think. We've, we've, the America, our president, our secretary of state, they address this whole situation by let's just wait and see what's going to happen. Hagel, our secretary of state, he's the worst secretary of state, of defense rather, not state, defense, that we've ever had. Right now, they're mothballing half of our cruiser fleet got an entire fighter wing, scrapping the proposed ground combat vehicle and slashing our armed forces to below they were in World War II before, just before World War II. Did that remind you of Chamberlain stepping off the plane with a treaty with Hitler, saying that we have peace? We're doing just the opposite of what we would be doing. But even if 
Obama took steps to stand up to what Russia's doing, they wouldn't care because they know he's not going to do anything. We've got a president that's advocated our whole country and his world leadership role to not be in that role anymore. You think the world's going to be a safer place? You think it's going to be able to walk in security without the United States being a threat to anybody that steps out of line? Am I saying, oh, we're a world's police force? No, we're a moral order that keeps order. Just the fact that they know that so far we'll, you could push the Americans before we step in has kept the world stable. You think Russia would have not been taken over the world a long time ago had we not been able to stand up against them from the Cuban Missile Crisis to what Reagan did all the way through that broke them down? And now all that gain we're just losing. Why? Sin. I'm not keeping the Ten Commandments. Evil visits the places where evil is. The world's grown into an evil place. We've got to wake up, and we've got to realize that. Years ago, I was at Maria's place in Italy, and from there, I to get an icon, and then I went to the Ukraine. I was smuggled in there. It was still communism. I landed in Moscow. They got me on a plane, I mean, on a train. We walked in there, and I won't go into those stories too long with a story. But it was a harrowing experience, a very insecure experience, knowing where you were, what you were doing, traveling incognito with some bishops, or one bishop and priest, disguised. But when we got into the Ukraine, we walked for five hours to get where we had to go to. Down streets were just walking past. Every now and then you, you might see a small donkey or something, or a horse, or a mule. But most people didn't have anything like that. But you saw a lot of poverty. But one thing I saw in the people in Ukraine is they believed in God, and they're strong. That's why I was asked to come there. I asked Our Lady through Maria before I went there for a blessing for them, for bless the Sakon, for the Ukraine. Years later, when we do they fire the first shot, we end up working with some people in the heart of Kiev. I think I mentioned on the show, the, one of the past shows in the last couple of weeks, that one of the people we work with on a daily basis in the Ukraine was there with the first 15 people in the square when the first revolution took place. And we're hearing things the news media don't tell you. The news media don't give you any news. We think they do, or people think they hear something from it. Mark Twain said a long time ago, and I could say if he said it a long time ago, how much more know now that what he said we should hold as a truth? He says, if you don't read the newspapers, you're uninformed. If you do read the newspapers, you're misinformed. You're not getting the news from the news. That's why our ladies have to come give us 32 years of messages so that we can see with clarity in everything we see. I just read something about Pope Francis. That he, he's all for these civil unions now and abomination. In fact, the, the headline says, Pope Francis reportedly hints that Catholic Church could tolerate some of these unions. Do you believe that? It's garbage. I don't believe it for one second. They can repackage what's said to turn it into what they want it to be. That's what the media does. So we have a whole uninformed world who doesn't pay attention to what's going on, and we'll have a whole misinformed people who think they're being told truth, and they don't know what the truth is. 
Shaddai has to come give us truth, saying, live the commandments. But as we get more oppressive as a government, or we have more oppressive government, what does that make people do? We have people stand on sidelines that don't know what's going on, and they don't want to. Periclus in 430 30 years before Jesus was born, he said, just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. The government's very interested in you, very interested in what you're doing. They're watchdogging you. They have more means to watch and, and take care of every little penny you spend. And they want you to keep it in the banks. And I'll read, we'll explain that today, what happens from that. This comes from Patrice Lewis. She's a freelance writer with RuralRevolution.com. She wrote this article called The Burgeoning Underground Economy. Recently in England, there was an uproar among customers of the HSBC Bank when it imposed a restriction blocking customers from withdrawing large amounts of money from their own accounts unless they could provide the bank with a good reason for it. If someone's good reason wasn't good enough, the bank refused to give him the money. After massive customer complaints, and while still defending its actions, the bank changed its policy. It's highly likely that the bank's issues go far deeper than a capricious desire to inconvenience customers. But it underscores a very uncomfortable fact. When you deposit money into a bank, you relinquish control over it. You have, in fact, made a loan to the bank. And short of calling the loan by closing the account, the bank, not you, gets to decide when and if they will pay you back. These kinds of actions merely serve to push many people away from traditional financial institutions and off the government radar. As our national debt spirals out of control and the government takes a firmer hold on any and all fiscal transactions, almost by default, the underground economy will grow. After all, what the government can't see, it can't control. An underground economy has always existed, and there's no doubt it's growing. This is to be expected. While the official U.S. unemployment rate is pegged at 6.7%, sources indicate that only 47% of working-age Americans have full-time jobs. The worse the official economy is, the livelier its evil twin becomes. While underground may sound subversive and seditious, in fact, economic activity that doesn't involve the government is as old as civilization. One of the reasons tax collectors have been universally loathed since biblical times is because they represent government interference with this natural and spontaneous means of exchange. It is estimated that approximately one quarter of all Americans are doing their best to duck under the bureaucratic radar of government-regulated financial institutions. Unsurprisingly, most of the households who are unbanked or underbanked are statistically lower income, averaging less than $30,000 a year. The government purports to be concerned about those poor fools who keep their money in cash at home. Gasp! What about theft? Gasp, what about fire? Gasp, what about um, theft and um, fire? I remember during the 2008 financial crisis, many people rushed to take their money out of banks due to worries about a possible economic crash. 
It didn't take long before the federal government began running public service announcements advising against this. In these commercials, a condescending spokesman assured the silly citizens that money kept in a shoebox under one's bed was a bad idea. Theft and fire, don't you know? And we can trust the government to handle things. So we should all put our money back in the bank. But it's not just concerns about bank failures that push people into keeping their money in shoeboxes. Let's face it. Banks are nosy. They all want to know their customers in order to better serve them. Ha. As well as to separate honest citizens from less than stellar clients such as drug dealers or money launderers. However, Cato Institute senior fellow Richard Ron notes that ordinary upstanding citizens often avoid bank accounts because they are vulnerable to asset seizure, judgments, levies, etc. Increasingly, Bankers and others who provide financial services are forced by governments to spy and snitch on their own customers. And this is a real turnoff for many people, which causes them to find other ways of maintaining financial privacy. So it can be an attractive thing, this underground economy. Seductive, in fact. We all have an instinct desire to hide our business from government interference, and consciously or unconsciously, we do things that will keep us out of some database— And given the precarious state of our national economy, more and more people are sidling over to the quote-unquote dark side. To this I'll add, be careful. Not putting your money in a bank isn't illegal yet. Not reporting your income is illegal. But with many intelligent financial experts forecasting a collapse of our economy due to our massive debt and devaluation of the dollar, the underground economy may well be the saving grace of our nation. When people, forced by circumstances, have the means to barter or trade for goods and services, they'll get by. And it's for these reasons that I urge people to become marketable in a changed economy. Do a mental exercise. If the economy collapses next week, what can you offer as an alternative currency? What skills or abilities or goods or products can you trade that will make your life more tolerable? American citizens at least those not lulled by television drivel and the soothing platitudes of politicians, are justifiably suspicious of government interference. As long as that suspicion remains, the underground economy will grow. I once read an unknown person's opinion that was so succinct I copied it. Quote, Government agencies are sneaky, backbiting, deceitful, wretched assemblies of greedy, power-hungry people. Sometimes you simply have to beat them at their own game, unquote. The underground economy is not at all or n- is not an all or nothing proposition. To completely escape conventional financial transactions means someone would have to forgo buying a car or home, attending college or investing in traditional retirement portfolios. Most people who participate in the underground economy do so on a part-time basis, paying cash or bartering. The main objection the government has with the underground economy is that they're cut out as the middleman. Oh, sure, they'll bleed about health and public safety and other lofty-sounding goals. But in the end, the only thing that's important is money and control. The underground economy won't be stopped. It can't be stopped. As the economy unravels, the parallel economy will grow in strength and popularity. One thing I hope the feds remember is this. The harder you push the American people the harder they push back. The more you tax, regulate, and otherwise strangle a free market system, the more that system will slip under your radar. 
Washington, take note. America's had the reputation of the most honest taxpayers in the world. We're number one for this. <clears throat> but with this repression, and, and the world's a dangerous place. In fact, uh, Albert Einstein said the world is a dangerous place to live in, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. This forces people to do something about it, and they're not going to do things always legal. The black market in Europe is horrible. You can't do anything. It's just a normal thing. Everybody, it's not that everybody's going to take it. It's just the way they operate. They talk freely about it in front of everybody, in front of the police, everybody. It's just how they operate. So they have this whole system that everybody accepts, and things corrupt from there. Pickpockets are, are prevalent in Italy. You can't go there. Very few people don't run across something when they go there, if you're not careful. And so we're coming in this kind of world bred by the greed of the government, bred by our sins that we have not lived in the commandments, which is our inheritance to have this kind of world. Who wants this? I don't. And yet we have this whole system of, of an underground economy growing because of excesses of the government. And again, we always have to bring it back to ourselves, what we've done how we inherited this, because the promise of Matthew 6, you hear it before the show, is that God will take care of everything. You just leave the statues, leave the driver to me. You get on a Greyhound bus, the driver takes place, or he takes everything over for you. And God's really, it's that simple. We've got to look at the solutions. It's not all these things that we keep offering uh, the, the next thing, the next fix. You can't fix things that are unfixable. We fail. Everything's in the, on the verge of failing. So this whole thing about watching your money, not putting your bank in, your money in the bank. Well, if you grow your own garden and you pick all your vegetables and you can, you don't pay taxes on that food. Just, to, just immediately you make a savings. Plus it's healthier, plus it's better. Same thing with a cow, same thing with a pig. You're raising your own food. Look what you, look what you put back in your hands and in your control. And the banks don't want you to put the money in the bank. Or don't want you not to put the money in the bank. Invest it in your ground, in your land, in your place. What we've always said is get as fast as you can your food from your ground to your mouth as immediately. It's all coming down. It's all showing up. All these things are there. You, you have everybody writing about this now, seeing it, what we saw 30 years ago even. Our lady was trying to tell us these things. We're headed towards socialism, toward a, a, <clears throat> a place in our world and, and our home places where there's no liberty. And so what gives you liberty as opposed to somebody who has that, that those who don't have liberty, just having a dependency on the groceries at the grocery store is a loss of liberty. Have your money to make is a loss of liberty. If you have your own gardens, you grow on your own food, you keep your own money, you manage it yourself, you have a lot more liberty. So it's not that you can't have liberty. And that's really what's making a lot of people do this. They're going for liberty. They're sick of being controlled. Well, some of it be, yeah, illegal because they won't report income. Yes, that, that happens, but that's been bred. So we have a deteriorating system, a deteriorating situation that nobody can fix. We're not going to fix it. And, and it's going to be more horrible than we could think. And it, hence, this is why we have to have a lady with us. Frank? Yeah, this is a sign when um, the bank asks you what you're doing with your money. In order to take it out, I'll never give that answer. And I, I tell people that call us, it's none of their business. And uh, I've had tellers argue with me if I want to make a wire or take something out. 
and um, I said, I'll take my money out of this bank. You know, don't ask me what, I, what I'm doing with my money. It's just ridiculous. And so um, this liberty and this economy that you're talking about, Our Lady is showing us through the message that God wants to give us the heavenly blessing, the Holy Spirit. And um, I had someone say the second Pentecost has already come for them because uh, they feel like they're talking in tongues when they talk about these mysteries that Our Our Lady is showing us, particularly the miraculous metal magic going around that, that many can't see. If you feel like you're talking in tongues when you try to explain this to somebody, Our Lady's showing us to clear the way through prayer and fasting and reconciliation, obedience, that we'll be able to see the commandments we're not living and live these commandments and receive the blessing of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's it, there's some fascinating things we've, um, of course, in our own life seen in regard to the third commandment through Look what happened while you're sleeping, a tremendous blessing, a biblical blessing. Uh, live my statutes and, and honor my Sabbaths, and I'll increase your land a hundredfold. And uh, those listening know that we went from 10 acres to 1,000 acres because we sold a business that wouldn't let us close on Sunday. And if I was working someplace after and, that... And you owed on the 10 acres, and you don't owe on the, on the that's, 1,000. That's right. That's right. And You say, how, how could that happen? Well, Our Lady says, pray. Frank tried to exit out of this for years. He kept hearing pressure from me. He kept everything he needed to do, and, and, and he kept praying. And, and he wanted it. He even went to talk to the franchise owners, who have, what, 400 stores? Mm-hmm. And the Catholic, and they, they, they listened. They were tormented by it, and then they said no. So they said what they were going to do, and then Frank realized what he had to do. And so he made the decision, not knowing what to do, within, what, two weeks, three weeks? And an incredible situation materializes, too long to go into, but you end up going from 10 acres to 1,000 acres, and 10 acres not paid for, and 1,000 acres being paid for. Through prayer, you perceive the greatest situation that has no exit, the way out of every situation has no exit, rather. And so God can do anything, but if your God is the dollar, your God is the government, nothing can happen. And this whole underground movement that's being pushed, that's taking place. Uh, my son was just telling me about, Kyle was just telling me about a story that I didn't know of. Um, that these people found a can in the backyard, an old rusty can. They took it inside the house. It was real heavy, about the size of a coffee can to maybe the size of a small a gallon of paint. Took it in the, in the house, cleaned it up, opened it up, full of gold medallions from um, Sp- Spanish medallions. Full. They thought that was pretty interesting, so they went out there and dug some more up. They got fifteen. Mm-hmm. They got fifteen cans, ten million dollars, right there in the backyard. Who owns that? They do. Who bought the land? They do. You got real pro- You got real property and attached property, or uh, real property. Real property is attached to the property, rather. And that's been there long enough for a century or two, whatever. That common law is say who owns that. And you know what California does? They're going to tax it. One hundred percent. What kind of government is that? Now, these people already knew the lesson. The lesson to that is don't tell nobody, not your mother, not your brother, nobody. It's theirs. So in their excitement, they probably spilled the beans, however it got out. And now California is trying to take 100 percent of it. And then I think somebody else is trying to get their hands on it. And then you got the people say, well, this belongs to the public. 
national treasure, whatever they're going to do, whatever they're going to come up with. What is that going to make you do? I guarantee you, these people, if they knew what they're going through now, would never have opened their mouth. The government causes this. Because like this writing Joan just read, they, 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 they say they're creeps. These are m- miserable people, evil. It was, uh, Einstein said, the world is a dangerous place. What I said a little while ago, the world is a dangerous place to live, not because of people who are evil. They've always been here. They've been here since, since the serpent was in the garden. But because the people who don't do anything about it, we're not doing anything about it. The first thing we have to do about it is live the commandments. We have to pray. We have to fast. We have to convert. You want to do something about it? You don't start there. Nothing's going to happen. You can never fix things that aren't able to be fixed. It's too big for us. It's, it's, it's from God. The remedy, rather. Edward Morrow said, a nation of sheep would beget a, na- a government of wolves. That's what we are. It's an amazing thing to see how these things take place, and yet we still don't know the answer. And I got a whole bunch of quotes. Einstein right here says, "Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different res- result." We're going to get, it, we're going to do uh, an economic fix. We're going to do another uh, economic relief. Obama's going to come up and print more money. It's insanity. It will not work. It cannot work. Frank, that's right. And so. The other fascinating thing in regards to the commandments that we're not seeing, and that except for Our Lady coming, we wouldn't see, is that someone uh, sent me something, and I think it was from uh, a Totus Tuus e-newsletter, that says in three Protestant publications, uh, and I think it was uh, the Lutheran for the Lutherans and Christianity Today for the Evangelicals, and the good news for the Methodists, they said... For too long, we've been ignoring, honoring Mary. And so now Protestants are seeing that are baptized into Christ, and who Christ is physically present in the baptized, that Mary is physically our mother, and by the fourth commandment, they should be honoring her. And so this is a, this is a glorious thing that our Protestant brethren are seeing, and uh, it's something that we, that we all should be doing. So... This is uh, is just fascinating, very encouraging, and we should keep them in prayer and um, and just just pray that more and more embrace uh, the devotion to Our Lady, and, and the Holy Spirit will come for the whole church. And uh, why I say this on metagenomics is because these were the the paths that we took in order to see the things that you're talking about to get away from the dollar and to get back to the land and to to um, obtain this liberty that, that we all love and, and uh, is part of our heritage. Well, it's an amazing thing to see who apostles, who are going to be the apostles and who are the high-mass high Catholics who understand Mary's role, but they doesn't play a part in their spiritual life when God himself wants her to be part of our spiritual life, the very fabric of bringing us back to rescue and saving the world. And yet they reject it. And you have Protestants coming on. You have Muslims who have devotion to Our Lady. You have many people that they're not even in church are very interested in what we do. We run across them all the time. I get my haircut this 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 week. The little girl starts talking to me. She's crying, dripping tears in my hair. I tell her she has to go wash my hair after this. You know, just she starts pouring out everything, find out what to do, all her problems, all her difficulties, and and she, she's. Pentecostal, and she's not getting nothing from that. She won't know about another church. I told him Catholic. She says, how do I become Catholic? 
One little conversation. Because we don't back down from who we are. And uh, grace carries with that to be apostles. Our lady calls us repeatedly to be apostles. And she'll put you in positions that, that amaze you yourself. How did you get in this situation? How do you have somebody crying like that in a, a haircut place with everybody, all the other chairs next to you, and they can see everything taking place? No embarrassment. And I gave her advice and told her what she has to do, told her to come up here, not to become Catholic, but to get her to pray. Her problems are so difficult, so un- entangled, the only way to do is begin a prayer life. She said she's come out. We've seen this happen over and over and over. So our lady's looking for everybody. And and the Protestants are jumping on. We've had Protestant ministers come in here. All these circumstances of economics and everything going down and everybody being fear of what the future is drives them toward God. And when it drives them toward God and they look at what he's doing, they can't help but feel the Holy Spirit tell them, I'm sending you my answer. It's Jesus' mother. And you're going to ignore that? Frank, your contact information, last comment. Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. Our email address is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And it's no coincidence that the, the last three writings have been given to all walks of life. And I've given these to many Protestants, all three of these last writings, uh, these important writings, look what happened while you're sleeping. It ain't going to happen. And they fired the first shot. And now they're seeing things. That's the importance of this ministry. The most important thing that's happening on earth is our lady coming. And, uh, I would encourage anyone, if they can make it to this retreat and uh, come spend some time with the community, with Sheriff Mack and uh, Chris Ann Hall, friend of Medjugorje, it'll be an awesome experience and, and something very necessary to prepare for the times ahead. And what Frank is referring to is the new Communities Convention, April the 29th through May the 1st. There is information on Medjugorje.com for, for contact information and all the pertinent information regarding that. You had to have read They Fired the First Shot in order to attend the convention, and you can find uh, you can find that. Again, you can find all that information on Medjugorje.com. Uh, next week, a friend of Medjugorje is going to be in Ohio, uh, February, uh, March the 14th and the 15th. I believe that's a Friday and a Saturday. And uh, the talk on the 14th, or the encounter on the 14th, you had to have read They Fired the First Shot in order to attend that. And there is information on Medj.com uh, with uh, that information, with the contact information and location information. With changing the direction of your life, as our ladies asked for, comes a lot of avenues you can take and this path and that path, go backwards, go forward, all kinds of different directions, so many things. And say you also start offering a lot of things. And you, you, it becomes very difficult to sort everything out. What's the next step? How do I, which way do I go? There's some immediate things you can do, and that's what this Mesonomics is about. Immediately take your funds out of the bank just simply because what we just read earlier showing you they want you to keep it in the bank and you lose control of it until you can't even take it out. Do you want to be caught in that situation or have it in the Medjugorje Maracas Metal Medjugorje Rounds? That gives it back in your control. And not everything about our showing us is putting liberty back in, in your hands. There's a lot of things you can do despite whatever the government says that the government has to allow. You're just going along with the government and holding their hand, and you don't have to. And it's not illegal to do these things. So how do we get out and change your direction? you got to get focused. you got to get focused on the message. The main thing to focus on is yourself, your conversion. Once you begin that focus, then 
you start prioritizing all those things and start a strong prayer life, those options there, you'll see, well, I can wait on that. I can do that. You'll know what to do. But the biggest, the biggest thing of this day, at this moment, is be focused on your conversion and asking God to help you to show you which way you want to, He wants you to walk and what is His will and what Our Lady just says. Keep on your lips. Thy will be done. We wish Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.